Thanks for checking out this special edition of Dwight and Cirque Talk Black and Gold. Indiana University has provided a great many players into MLS over the years, and that includes defender Mike Clark, who scored his first goal in 1996 at Kansas City. And Steve Cirque had a chance to catch up with our backline buddy. All right, so Dwight and I were talking about this Kansas City game in 1996, and one of the names we mentioned was Mike Clark, crew original defender. So I decided it might be fun to talk to Mike Clark about his memories about that game and live on the, well, not live when you're listening to this, but live as I'm talking on the telephone from sunny or rainy or at least warm North Carolina is Mike Clark. So thanks thanks for joining us, Mike. Happy to join you and uh, it's great always catching up with you, Steve. So, so how are you uh, riding out the pandemic? What, what are you up to? Watching Tiger King? Like <laughs> everyone else in the world? I tell you what, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've watched three episodes of it, and it's not grabbed me like the rest of the world. I, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, it's interesting. Um, they're interesting people, but I just don't know. There's other things out there to watch. It's just not, I'm not a, as enamored with Tiger King as apparently the rest of the country is. Oh, but um, Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say to that, because... I think my wife and I just like screamed "What!" at the TV like every five minutes while we were watching it, and we pretty much well, could not stop. Maybe that just shows you how maybe that just shows you how messed up I am that it did nothing. By, you know that really uh, you know it's like okay, you know that's Myrtle Beach for you, man. I live an hour north of Myrtle Beach, so that's, I'm used to that. So, so you live you live in the land of Joe Exotics. You're just surrounded by them, so it doesn't even phase you. <laughs> exactly exactly so no wow. but there there's uh it's it's definitely like i think we had discussed earlier uncharted territory we're in and um but uh you know i'm trying to i'm trying to limit myself as much as i can I, I've, I've taken my i think i've watched more more netflix and tv whatever that over the last week or two weeks that i haven't i don't know the previous year probably but, well um, well, if you're watching so much Netflix and you're only watching three episodes of Tiger King, what inferior product are you watching that you would like to recommend? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I'll tell you what I did. I was a long time ago a big Sopranos fan and watched all the Sopranos. So mm-hmm. saw every episode. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to go back and watch. I'm going to go back to season one, episode one, and watch through it. And it's been awesome. I mean, I, I love that series. And, and, I, and I think I, I've like, I don't know whether... I mean, think of how long ago that was. I mean, that was... Yeah, it was like 20 years ago. Exactly. So watching that again was pretty awesome. I'm still not through that. I've been watching that. I uh, Ozark, I'm in season three of that. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, love that. So So really, I, really, you're just taking my inferior programming comment and, and just blowing it out of the water by watching <laughs> quality programming. Exactly. So I, mean, I have, now I have to retract that comment. And now they got the Jordan episode coming up. I got to look forward to. I guess they announced that in April, later in April. Which Jordan's my like all-time favorite. You know, I know this is probably hard for a Clevelander, but all-time favorite uh, sports person. You know, I think any sport. I, I grew up, obviously, grew up in the age of Jordan, so he's my yeah. he's kind of my sport hero. Yeah, he clearly had an impact on your career. Uh. <laughs> You know, I got, that's how I got my scoring prowess. Right. My scoring prowess was from, from Jordan. So. And I know that we're probably going to talk about a game tonight that maybe I had a little Jordan in me, you know? Yeah, may, maybe. Well, one thing is Dwight and I started talking about this game the other night. 
that I hadn't really thought of and I thought was, was kind of interesting. Um, so before we get to the game itself, you know, th those first few games, you guys are playing in front of, you know, 25,000 or so at, at the Horseshoe. You had a game at the Meadowlands, which, you know, had a, huge. Had a, had a huge crowd. That was Tab Ramos' first game, I think, um, for, the, for the Metro Stars. Yeah, so you're so you're you're playing you know in front of you know some some big crowds at that point, and this game on a Thursday night in Kansas City was was kind of the first time, you know, the official attendance was like eighty eight hundred I think, um, but this was really your first time in a cavernous NFL stadium with nobody there, um, you know, and, and kind of what maybe the the naysayers at the launch of the league envisioned the league would look like. So you know, what, what was it like for the the first time taking the field and just kind of being like, oh. You know, I, I mean, I think for, you know, at least myself, who basically was coming out of college um, at that time and just pumped that I'm actually playing a sport that I love and making a living. I mean, every stadium we went into, for the most part, like you said, I mean, a lot of the stadiums were football stadiums. So whether it was the Rose Bowl, I mean, every time we went and played at one of those stadiums, you're in the locker room, you're getting ready to play and any of the, any people out there who have played sports in their day know that before a game, you often have to go to the restroom a number of times beforehand. That's, you know, that's just, you got the, the butterflies in your stomach. You got the butterflies as, you know, flying in the, you know, flying in formation, which is what, you know, coaches will always tell you. And, and I would always think to myself, who in the past has sat on this toilet? I mean, that's how you always, you know, you know so when you're in Rose Bowl, I'm thinking of all those past Rose Bowl games that just this, you got just guys that are legends that have sat in this locker room, probably gone to the bathroom, the same place I'm going to. So as a young kid, when you're at, I'm at Arrowhead Stadium, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not concerned about that there's only 8,800. I'm, I'm just amazed. I'm, you know, I'm playing in this awesome stadium that, you know, the greats have played in and that, you know, I've watched – you know, Joe Montana play as a visitor, or actually, as, well, as a visitor, he, was a, you know, he ended his career there, but um, just, you know, play, players like that, just that played in those stadiums that, uh, so the the crowd never, honestly, the crowds, whether they were big or large, or I mean, big or small, never really came into play, at least early on, because I was just so excited about being a part of the league and a part of, the, uh, you know, something that was brand new. You, you were just excited to be possibly pooping on the same toilet that Joe Montana once pooped on, exactly. and that's what you were thinking about. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, that's, you know, how many people can say that? Not many. I can't, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, you never I mean, know. Maybe we were at the same hotel once, you know, over the years. I don't know, but... Um, so this game starts out like a, like a fairly normal game. I mean, it's one-to-one -one at halftime. <laughs> no... <laughs> No, you know, nothing to uh, give you any inkling of what is to come. Um, and then in the second half, there's a span where there's like four goals in six minutes or something crazy. Um, but at one point, it, so it was it was two to two, and then you, like Michael Jordan, yeah. took one to the hole. Exactly. Even absorbed some contact. What, what, do, you, what do you remember about this, this goal that, that gave the crew a 3-2 lead? It's funny because um, my, I mean, th this game sticks out, and of all the games I played with the crew, this game definitely sticks out because of the craziness of it. And uh, it it was, and it was one of those games. If you if you said those stats that you just said right there, and um, 
you know, the average listener who's a soccer fan said who had never seen that game probably was like, oh, it's first year of the league. I bet those goals were just garbage, you know, garbage play, garbage goals. And I'm not talking about my goal when I make this next statement. Goals that were scored in that game were freaking, like, world-class goals. I mean, ridiculous if you go back and look at them. If you can, if you have a tape of that or if you could go watch, like, Chung, I think, banged one from, like, I, don't, I mean, it was just crazy. So, anyway, the, the, what I remember from that game is that when it was 2-2, two to two, like you said, it was a corner kick, I believe. And um, I went up on corner kicks and, and the ball came across. And I remember challenging um, the, the cross. And I think when you had texted me earlier, you had said that my, I hit the, cro- the, 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 cro- the sidebar or something like that, a goalpost. Um, actually, the goalkeeper, and I can't remember the goalkeeper's name at this point, who was in goal uh, for Kansas City at the time, but he came out and punched the ball at the same time that I was heading the ball. And his two fists basically hit my my face. I mean, hammered me. And and subsequently, what I found out after him, I, I had a stress fracture on my orbital bone of my of my eye. You know, I, I found that out after. And um, so I went down. I, unfortunately, it was one of my few goals I scored in the league that I scored. <laughs> went down. I just remember, you know briefly celebrating and I honestly don't remember much of the rest of the game from I mean in terms of like I mean I was it basically knocked me out almost like right there and but I played the rest of the game and like you said the goals that were scored you know I mean it was nuts I mean have you seen those goals well it wasn't on TV so my, my memory of that game and this is when I was in Columbus doing an internship and I was staying down on campus. And I remember I came home from work and I told the people that were also living in that campus apartment, I was like, hey, I'm gonna be in my room listening to the crew game, don't bug me. Um, because it wasn't even on TV, because you know, not all the games were on TV back then. Um, so I don't even know that I've ever seen highlights of that game, but I listened to Dwight's broadcast um, that night and I just remember not believing what was, what was coming out of my radio. Um, so, okay, so you didn't hit the post, it was the goalkeeper punching you in the face. Yeah, the goalkeeper punched me in the face and I actually, um, I, I, it wasn't displaced, like it wasn't like obviously we've all seen Brian McBride's fractures yeah. in his face before, where you, you can tell when the face is like the bones are displaced because he was hit so hard. Mine wasn't hit that hard, um, but it was a slight fracture and to my orbital bone. But I only missed. I think our next game was against Dallas. I want to say because we yeah. went from Kansas City to Dallas, and I sat out that game. That's um, a good memory. For precautionary reasons, I still to this day uh, remember the hotel we're staying at. And Fitzgerald coming up to me and saying we're going to sit you this next game and be and being upset and and then you know obviously I I, I just uh, missed that one game for that because it was fortunately it wasn't um, I didn't have to wear a face mask on that that was that was back before you know I wasn't I wasn't a value necessarily a valuable asset as a bride he, I'm sure he would have had a, a, a mattress on his face if it would have been. <laughs> to protect them <laughs> so they're just throw, throw you out there mike throw, throw you back out there so um yeah so so looking at the this box score really quick i mean i yeah i see chung scored in the fifth minute to, to kick things off for kansas city so yeah, you're, you're the box score real quick so after my goal go through i'll, I'll, I'll yeah tell you. so after your goal your goal was in the 64th minute to give columbus a three to two lead then sean bowers with an own goal in the 65th minute yeah, so we were up four two. Four to two. So you scored, and then a minute later, you you guys get another goal to go up four to two. <laughs> then two minutes after that, Preki gets a penalty kick. Did you commit yeah. the penalty? 
Do you remember? I don't think so. I don't think I did that. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't I tell can't me. I can't imagine myself committing a penalty. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it's far it's, yeah. I never fouled anyone in the box. I yeah. never did that. Oh, naturally, of course. No. no you, were a, you were a very clean, gentlemanly player. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know. I mean, Jordan may have been your idol, but you really modeled yourself after Wayne Gretzky in, <laughs> yeah. in, terms, of, in terms of that sort of, you know, gentlemanly conduct. You know, yeah, so okay, so now it's four three. So now it's four to three. Then three minutes after that, Mo Johnston bomb. scores in the seventieth minute on an assist from yeah. Digital Takawira. Yeah, he hit a bomb, I think. That was like a world class goal. Like if you already don't see it. And then it. so it's four to four. Then in the seventy seventh minute it's Mike Sorber. Okay. And then in the eighty eighth minute Preki. Oh, Preki did, okay. So yeah. maybe, uh, maybe then the one I'm thinking that was the bomb, too, was then, the maybe it was the early goal, because I want to say Chung is the one I remember that was just like a pop. But they were, I mean, the goals were, were not like, obviously the PK, but I want to say the other goals were just phenomenal goals. And, and Sorber was known for, um, you know, those long-range mm-hmm. hits, too. I think it was a long-range hit. Who was our goalkeeper at the time? I don't think it was Bo. Uh, yeah, yeah Bo, Bo was playing that game. Oh, he was playing that yeah. game, okay. Okay. Because we were, that was that just well, that was the game just after New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like the fourth or fifth game of the season, something like that. Um, <laughs> so, so talk about an up and down experience. Mo had an unbelievable game in New York. Right. We, we go we go there and ruin New York's home home opener, and then he had a great opener, obviously against DC United, uh, and then he goes there just. Has a you know, I, I mean, I don't think those goals are necessarily his fault, but man, as your goalkeeper, you know, that's that's got to be a hard one to take. So, so is that just one of the? I mean, so basically, you know, it's one to one at halftime, and then then it's five to three in the second half. I mean, is that one of the craziest halves of soccer you've ever played in? From what you can remember after getting punched in the no, head, it was crazy. It, that was the craziest game. I mean, I've never been in a game where we were up, like you said. Four to two in the sixty-some minute and, and lose six to four. And I still talk to my son about that when we talk. So I'm like, I mean, that's been a conversation that's come up many times in my uh, in just simple conversations about crazy games or and you know my wife obviously always worried about uh, the, the the numerous head balls that I've taken over my time. She always brings that one out too that uh, I took a, you know those hits to the face and all that type of stuff. But it was uh, that was definitely. As, as far as MLS games go, I can remember that was the craziest one for sure. As, and this is a, and this is a true a true story. A little little side note: I played in a state playoff high school game where my team won eight to six. <laughs> now, not all of those goals were world class goals, but it was it was it seemed like anything that anybody shot went in. It was just like one of those days. I mean, it was like the craziest game I've ever played in. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't remember exactly the swings throughout, but we ended up winning eight to six, and it was kind of bonkers as well as yeah, you can imagine. And then, you know, and that's, you know, and as far as MLS goes, that's a game that they would probably, I'm surprised they didn't tout that because obviously the naysayers of soccer at the time hated soccer because they didn't score enough. It was boring. I mean, you could have put that as a like poster child. Of right. This is the best sport going. Well, but, uh, yeah. Well, and then you mentioned that, that Dallas game you know, on, that, on that same trip. And here's the part that's funny to me. So you, you come off a six to four game, and then it's a scoreless draw. Three days later, <laughs> uh, you guys lose in the shootout. But you know, for for ninety minutes, it was a, a scoreless draw. Just three days after a six to four game, that was kind of a funny footnote to that. 
Well, you know, that can, you know, if you think about it, that's MLS in a nutshell, that those first few years, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that were getting used to professional soccer that, um, you know, nowadays it's the league has just matured so much and the kids that are coming up that are, that are, you know, when they get their first MLS start, typically, you know, they've been playing very, I mean, we all played competitive soccer, obviously, and we played top level colleges. Most of us that were in MLS and stuff, but you know, a lot of these kids are young and playing, you know, the, the, the DA programs and they're getting trains in with the first team before they ever get their first crack. And, and then obviously you've got the leagues just developed where they're getting more and more interest and overseas people are coming over too. And it's just getting better all around, which is what you'd expect. And what we knew it would happen, you know, what we knew would happen. And, um, so I think that not that a six to four game like that couldn't ever happen today, but you know, you had those kind of crazy, crazy games. And, um, you know, that was just, you know, but like I said, that game though, produced some phenomenal goals. If there's any tape out there, it'd be worth, <laughs> worth getting because the goals are phenomenal to see. It wasn't like some, you know, someone woofing up, you know, hitting a bad back pass and the goalie whiffing on it or something like that. It was actually some, some crackers that were from like 25, 30 yards out that went upper 90. It was pretty nice. Yeah, I wonder if uh, some footage, or even if, like maybe Kansas City's in-house footage or something, because I don't, I mean, it wasn't on TV in Columbus, so I can't imagine it was on TV in Kansas City. Um, I wonder if footage does exist somewhere. Maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe, maybe the crew have something stashed away somewhere. I guess, I guess that's something to look into. Just make sure that you examine the footage before you put anything out. If I'm in part of it, you know, just, you know, pretend you didn't see it, all right? <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see my my mug like I see it with Balboa hitting that bicycle kick at Cruz with my picture with my face like looking onward all the time. Or not. <laughs> that is one of the that is one of the greatest goals I've ever seen in life. It was a great goal. Because I mean, you know, and uh, you know, for bicycle kicks, usually it's like oh, the ball kind of pops up in the box somewhere, and someone that, bikes it. But that was like open field run of play. It was ridiculous. Like, like, that was a great goal. Like running down the middle of the field and then stopping, turning, and biking across. I mean, that was. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, and I guess since we're talking about that goal, my favorite part of that, if you remember that McBride and Balboa knocked heads earlier in that game, and Balboa was actually playing with a concussion, and he told me after the game, he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I saw three balls coming, and I didn't know which one to go for. He's like, it's the middle one. He's like, luckily, I, luckily, I chose the right one. Yeah. And then I told Brian, and Brian was just like, oh, I wish he would have chose another one. <laughs> No, that was a uh, that was that was that's got to be like top top ten of any MLS goal ever scored. I mean, I think. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you go. I appreciate you taking some time to share some memories with this crazy game that Dwight and I were talking about, and and uh, stay safe. Hey, y'all, stay safe as well. And um, I love it that uh, you and Dwight are are doing this podcast. I think it's awesome and. Just want to. I just want to give a shout out too to my uh, my brother uh, John DeBrito, who got horrible news this week, and um, you know I just want everyone to say you know send up some prayers to, to his family, and I'm sure they're going through a lot, but um, he was one of the best ever people to ever play for the crew, and um, in my opinion, you know he was an awesome player. Mm-hmm. I mean, just loved him, and it's uh, it's been a hard week. Yeah, and and uh, I think Dwight and I talked about it during when we recorded the podcast. But I guess we'll say a few words now. But yeah, I mean, 
uh, you know, for those who haven't heard, former improvement fielder John Dorito passed away this week, and um, many crew fans out there may remember he was he was back for the uh, homecoming event um, in the fall of 2018, which turned into a celebration as the you know news had leaked out that the crew had been saved and. Johnny D was one of the guys who came back. He came up from Florida to participate in the, the Legends game and sign autographs and hang out with the fans. And, and, um, and you know, when I got the news, I really thought about that weekend and how happy he was to be back and, you know, him telling me how much it meant to, to come back and see the fans and to see all you guys, you know, his former teammates and to, and to actually get on the field again. You know, he'd been working as a, like a, paramedic and and you know it's kind of a physically demanding job he'd had some back injuries and some knee injuries um and he said he hadn't played in i think like three years like he hadn't set foot on the field oh, and, and it looks phenomenal fitness-wise right like, <laughs> the guy was like a adonis man right he told me that i was just like oh i mean it didn't look like he hadn't played um and he uh but he, but it meant the world to him to get out there and, and just set foot on the soccer field one more time um, with you guys and i've you know, when I got the I'll news never, this yeah, week. I'll never forget that weekend, man. It just, you know, it, that just adds one more significant notch to that weekend because, uh, I mean, to be able to reunite, I, I, I'll, I'll never forget the weekend we had, and I spent a lot of time with him that weekend, and um, it's just, man, one of the hardest things I've had to deal with in a long time. So I was, I was very fortunate. I'm really thankful that, you know, all the people that set and went that set that weekend up that. Did a lot of work and preparation for that um, you know they gave me a, a lifetime memory for sure for just the weekend but you know you know the the time with john was something that obviously was even more more special now mm -hmm. so. yeah well, well thanks for for bringing that up and getting a few words in for for john dorito and he will certainly be missed and and you know i think he played a role in giving some crew fans a lot of good memories, not only you know, back in 99 or so, but, you know, that weekend. He actually assisted on the greatest crew goal ever scored on that ridiculous free kick that took about, like, five minutes to set up with everybody running around in circles. He, he got the official assist on that goal, so... Yeah. And when we're and the next time we have a crew meeting in Columbus, uh, we'll be pouring one out for him, for sure, because mm -hmm. uh, he'll, be, he'll be remembered that night, so... Mm -hmm. All right, well, well, thank you again for joining us, Clarky, and uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll talk to you soon about who knows what else from crew history whenever Dwight Nye's ramblings take us down some random trip down memory lane. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I appreciate it, and um, yeah, look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. That's Steve Sirk with Mike Clark. Thanks for checking out this special edition of Dwight and Sirk Talk Black and Gold. Catch you again real soon.